Hello all, and welcome to the Next Generation AF2 and F3 podcast. My name is Ryan, and on this episode, with a review of the Hungarian round for the 2023 FI Formula 3 Championship at the Hungaroring in Mogorod, Hungary. To start the review of the round will be the qualifying results, as well as the grid for the feature race from the session that was contested on Friday. In first was Zach O'Sullivan, second Dino Boganovich, third Leonardo Fornaroli, fourth Franco Colapinto, fifth Oliver Gerfer, sixth Paul Laron, seventh Nikola Solov, eighth Johnny Edgar, ninth Gabriel, Min- uh, Gabriel Bortoletto, tenth Christian Mansell, eleventh Nikita Bedrin, twelfth Gabrielli Mini. 13th Pepe Marti, 14th Gregoire Saucy, 15th Murray Boyer, 16th Kellen Frederick, 17th Taylor Barnard, 18th Luke Browning, 19th Kay Collette, 20th Rafael Villagomez, 21st Sebastian Montoya, 22nd Hugh Barter, 23rd Ido Cohen, 24th Tommy Smith, 25th Max Esterson, 26th, Alejandro Garcia, 27th, Shin Wu Hun, 28th, Sofia Floresh, 29th, Roberto Ferrier, and 30th, Oliver Gray. Before continuing with the episode, in regards to the grid for the sprint race, Johnny Edgar's free place grid penalty that he received for the next race that he was to compete in after the collision he had with Kay Collette during the feature race at the British round of the championship was applied, which when the penalty was applied, it dropped him from where he would have originally started the race from, that being 5th, as he remained in his qualifying position of 8th for the sprint race. The grid for the sprint race at the top 12 in qualifying being reversed is as follows. In 1st was Gabrielli Mini, 2nd Nikita Bedrin, 3rd Christian Mansell, 4th Gabriel Bortoletto, 5th Nicholas Solov, 6th, Paula Ron, 7th, Oliver Gerfer, 8th, Johnny Edgar, 9th, Franco Colapinto, 10th, Leonardo Fornaroli, 11th, Dino Boganovich, and 12th, Zach O'Sullivan. Next up is the sprint race report. Mini from the front row made a great start as Bedrin slotted behind him as they headed into Turn 1, as Bedrin slightly got ahead of Rally outside into the corner, as he came out of the corner, he made the overtake stick, which moved him up into the lead of the race, as he led the field from the aforementioned Mini, Mansell, Bortoletto, and Aron. The top 10 across the line after the first lap of the race were Bedrin, Mini, Mansell, Bortoletto, Aron, Gerfer, Solov, Colapinto, O'Sullivan, and Edgar. On lap 2, Barter, Cohen, Smith and Montoya all came into the pits for an unscheduled pit stop as they were involved in some way with incidents on the opening lap of the race, where Smith and Montoya had a coming together going to the corner which Smith made contact with his front wing to Montoya's left front suspension which sent him up into the air and down into the gravel trap with a damaged front wing. On lap 3, Colapinto, with the use of DRS, looked to make an overtake around the outside of Solov going to turn 1, but was aggressively defended as they went into the corner, 
but Colapinto made the better exit, which allowed for him to get alongside Solov as they headed in towards turn two, where Solov held on to the position down the inside going to the corner, but misjudged his braking, which saw Colapinto coming out of the corner, finally making the overtake, which moved him up into seventh position. Going to turn one, Bortoletto, with the use of DRS, made a late break and overtake down the inside of Mansell, which moved him up into third position. On lap six, the incident that involved Barton and Ferry at turn five was noted by the stewards for causing a collision. Going to turn one, Aaron, with the use of DRS, looked to make an overtake down the inside of Mansell, but coming out of the corner, Mansell comfortably held him off, but Aaron had the better exit which then allowed for him to get alongside Mansell onto the approach down into turn two, of which he got ahead, but before he had entered the corner, he but ran massively wide going into the corner, which Mansell easily retook the position from Aaron. On lap eight, Minnie, who had made a great exit coming out of the final corner, also had a great run on Bedrin whilst on the start-finish straight where with the use of DRS, made an overtake on the straight, which moved him up into the lead of the race. On lap 9, Maruti with the use of DRS, made an overtake down the inside of Fornaroli onto the approach to turn 1, which moved him up into 11th position. On lap 11, Barata <laughs> received a 10 second time penalty for having caused a collision with Ferrier at turn 6. On lap 12, O'Sullivan with the use of DRS looked to make an overtake going into turn 1 on Solov, but as Solov swooped from the outside line into the corner, O'Sullivan locked up as he went into the corner, which resulted in him not only having made contact, but damaged his front wing in the process, where he had the better exit from the corner where he got ahead of Solov due to the contact that had been made, but going into turn 2, O'Sullivan locked up again and went wide as Solov retook the position coming out of the corner. In between turn 12 and turn 13, Montoya came to a stop on track, which resulted in his retirement from the race. On lap 13, O'Sullivan came into the pits as his team Prema replaced his damaged front wing. Also on the same lap, the incident that involved O'Sullivan and Solov at turn 1 was noted by the stewards for having caused a collision, and the virtual safety car was deployed as a result of Montoya's stationary car. On lap 14, the virtual safety car was upgraded to that of a full safety car. On lap 16, the safety car came back into the pits as Minnie led the field across line for the start of the 17th lap of the race. On lap 17, as Mansell and Aaron battled each other at the restart into the first corner, Aaron had a decent lockup as he ran wide at turn 1 that allowed for Mansell to make an overtake down the inside, but Aaron kept his foot in it coming out that saw him run wide and off the track as he then slotted behind Mansell who moved up into 4th position from the move. Behind them in the field and also turn 1, Marty and Solov made contact with each other which saw Marty being spun around coming out of the corner and Solov a damaged front wing that resulted in his retirement from the race soon after as he went off the track. Going into turn 2, Aaron had a great run on Mansell as he first went around the outside and then down the inside going into turn 3, which moved him up into 4th position, where Gerfer behind them took full advantage of this as he then made an overtake on Mansell coming out of the corner, which moved him up into 5th position. 
Also in the same lap, the virtual safety car was deployed due to the incident between Marty and Solov at the first corner. On the penultimate lap of the race, the virtual safety car was withdrawn. On the final lap of the race, Bortoletto, who had been battling with Bedrin for the entire lap, had a significantly better entry and exit from the penultimate corner, where a great run towards the final corner, he made an amazing sweeping overtake around the outside of Bedrin, which moved him up into second position. At the end of the sprint race of Formula 3, the top 10 across the line were Gabriele Mini in first for Hitech, Gabriel Bortoletto in second for Trident, Nikita Bedrin in third for Genza, Paul Ron in fourth for Prema, Oliver Gerfer in fifth for Trident, Christian Mansell in sixth for Campos, Franco Colapinto in seventh for MP Motorsport, Johnny Edgar in eighth for MP Motorsport, Gregoire Saucy in ninth for ART, and Dina Boganovic in tenth for Prema. The fast lap of the race was achieved by Gabriel Bortoletto with a 136.474 on the third lap of the race. After the race had been completed for some time, Kay Collette, Tommy Smith, Rafael Villagomez, Shin Wu Hun, Luke Browning, and Nicholas Solov all received penalties for offences that they committed during the sprint race. With Collette, Smith, and Villagomez, they all received five place grid penalties for the feature race after their team, VAR, continued to work on each other's each driver's tires well beyond the limit that is specified by the stewards for them to return the tires to Park Ferme. Colette also received a 10 second time penalty after the stewards deemed that he was entirely responsible for the collision that he had with Cohen during the race. When the penalty was applied, it dropped him from where he'd originally finished the race, that being 14th to 23rd in the final classification for the sprint race. With Wu Hun, he received a 5 second time penalty after he had been found by the stewards to have exceeded track limits a total of 4 times during the race. When the penalty was applied, it didn't affect his final finishing position of 26 in the final classification for the sprint race. With Browning, he received a 5 second time penalty after he left the track and gained an advantage when he rejoined the track at turn 7, which he in the process overtook Oliver Gray and didn't give the position back. When the penalty was applied, it dropped him where it originally finished the race, that being 11 to 16 in the final classification for the sprint race. With Solov, he received a 5 second time penalty which was converted into a 3 place grid penalty for the next race that he competed in, due to him not finishing the sprint race after he was deemed by the stewards to have caused a collision with Pepe Marti at turn 1 during the sprint race. When the penalty was applied, it dropped him from where he would have started the feature race, that being 7th to 10th on the grid. As a result of his grid penalty, it subsequently promoted Johnny Edgar up to 7th on the grid, originally 8th in qualifying, Gabriel Bortoletto up to 8th, originally 9th in qualifying, and Christian Mansell up to 9th, originally 10th in qualifying. An important thing of note in relation to the feature race, the race distance and amount of laps were modified from originally 24 laps and 102.744 km in length to 19 laps and 82.239 km in length. The reasoning for the change in the overall race distance was that by Pirelli, the tyre suppliers for both the FI Formula 2 and FI Formula 3 championships, they recommended that with the feature race, due to the level of tyre wear that FI Formula 3 dealt with, as well as an experience, as well as the fact that they don't have pit stops, 
that the race shouldn't go for more than 19 laps in total as a result. In other words, the same length as the sprint race was. Next up is the feature race report. O'Sullivan from the front row made a great start as he led the field in turn 1 from Boganovich, Fornaroli, Colapinto and Gerfer. The top 10 across the line after the first lap of the race were O'Sullivan, Boganovich, Fornaroli, Colapinto, Gerfer, Aron, Edgar, Bortoletto, Mansell and Solov. On lap 2, Barnard made an aggressive overtaking attempt down the inside of Saucy coming out of turn 2, but Saucy definitively held the position going in turn 3, but Barnard had a great run onto the approach of turn 4, which he finally moved up into 16th position. Going in turn 12, Cohen made an overtake down the inside of Barter, which moved him up into 19th position. On lap 4, Marty, who had, been in, who had made an exceptional run on Solov ahead, coming out of the final corner, where with the use of DRS on the start-finish straight, made an overtake down the inside going in turn 1, which moved him up into 10th position. On lap 6, Bortoletto with the use of DRS made an overtake down the inside of Edgar going in turn 1, which moved him up into 7th position. On lap 7, Marty, with the use of DRS, made a late break and overtake down the inside of Mansell coming out of turn 1, which moved him up into 9th position. Also on the same lap, the incident that involved Montoya and Cohen at turn 6 was noted by the stewards for her causing a collision. On lap 8, Marty, with the use of DRS, made an overtake down the inside of Edgar going into turn 1, which moved him up into 8th position. On lap 9, Colapinto with the use of DRS made an overtake down the inside of Fornaroli going in turn 1, which moved him up into 3rd position. Also on the same lap, the incident that involved Solov and Barnard at turn 1 was noted by the stewards for causing a collision. On lap 10, Gerfer made an overtake around the outside of Fornaroli coming out of turn 2, as he moved up into 4th position. On lap 11, the incident that involved Esterson and Montoya at turn 12 was noted by the stewards for forcing another drive off the track. Also on the same lap, the incident that involved Montoya and Cohen at turn 1 on the 6th lap of the race was reviewed by the stewards as no further investigation was deemed necessary. On lap 12, Aron with the use of DRS made an overtake on Fornaroli onto the post turn 1, which moved him up into 5th position. Directly behind them, Marty with the use of DRS made an overtake down the inside of Bortoletto onto the approach turn 1, but when he braked, he got ever so slightly loose, which sent him directly off the track as Bortoletto regained the position coming out of the corner. On lap 13, Mini with the use of DRS on the start finish straight came from miles back as he made an overtake down the inside of Solov going to turn 1, which moved him up into 16th position. On lap 14, Barter with the use of DRS made an overtake down the inside of Barnard going to turn 1, which moved him up into 13th position. Also on the same lap, Solov received a 10-second time penalty for causing a collision. On lap 15, Edgar had a much better exit from the final corner and run on Mansell whilst on the start-finish straight, where with the use of DRS, he briefly got ahead around the outside on his post turn 1, but Mansell down the inside held onto the position coming out of the corner. 
On lap 16, the incident that involved Esterson and Montoya at turn 12 was under investigation by the stewards for forcing another drive off the track. Also on the same lap, Boyer with the use of DRS made an overtake on Browning onto the post turn 1, which moved her up into 11th position, and Esterson received a 5 second time penalty for having forced Montoya off the track at turn 12. On lap 17, Bortoletto, who had made a great exit come out of the final corner, also had a great run on Fornaroli on the start finish straight, where, with the use of DRS, made an overtake onto the approach to turn 1, which moved him up into 7th position. On the penultimate lap of the race, Mansell didn't just have a decent lockup, he inadvertently sent out a smoke signal as he went into turn 1, which allowed for Boyer behind to make an overtake come out of the corner, which moved him up into 10th position. On the final lap of the race, I'm sorry about that, at the end of the feature race for Formula 3, the top 10 across the line were Zach O'Sullivan in 1st for Prema, Dina Boganovic in 2nd for Prema, Franco Colapinto in 3rd for MP Motorsport, Oliver Gerfer in 4th for Trident. Paul Aron in fifth for MP Motorsport, oh sorry, for, in fifth for Prema, Pepe Marathi in sixth for Campos, Gabriel Bortoletto in seventh for Trident, Johnny Edgar in eighth for MP Motorsport, Leonardo Fornaroli in ninth for Trident, and Mario Boyer in tenth for MP Motorsport. The fast lap of the race was achieved by Zach O'Sullivan with a 135.685 on the third lap of the race. Next up is the championship standings. The top five drivers in the championship after round seven at the Hungaroring in Mogorod, Hungary are as follows. In first is Gabriel Bortoletto with 144 points. In second is Zach O'Sullivan with 101 points. In third is Pepe Marti with 100 points. In fourth is Paul Aron with 94 points. And in 5th is Dino Boganovic with 94 points. The top 5 teams in the championship after round 7 at the Hungaring in Mogorod, Hungary are as follows. In 1st is Prema with 289 points. In 2nd is Trident with 274 points. In 3rd is Hitech with 154 points. In 4th is Campos with 143 points. And in 5th is MP Motorsport with 129 points. Next up is the awards for the round. The driver of the round, in my opinion, has to go to Gabriel Bortoletto. The reasoning as to why I've chosen him is that with a second in the sprint race and overall very solid feature race where he finished 7th, he practically has one hand on the FI Formula 3 Championship trophy as the championship goes into Belgium for the next round in the season, as his nearest rival for the F3 Championship, Pepe Marti, didn't have the weekend that was needed to sway the momentum into his favour for the final two rounds for the Formula 3 season. As while he outscored Bortoletto by two points in the feature race, due to Marti being outside of the points in the sprint race, Bortoletto gained 10 points alone, which meant that he gained 8 points leaving the round. Bortoletto Ever since the second race at the Bahrain round, he has been absolutely world-class in the way that he's approached every session, every race, and every scenario that he's had throughout 
this year, with consistency being so amazing that the only race in which he hasn't scored points in, or didn't score points in, was the season opening race in Bahrain. Whilst other contenders have had some difficulties at at least one round of this championship, Bortoletto has kept his head, been smart and calculated his risks, which as a result have put him 43 points ahead of Marti at this point in time, and overall has been arguably the best driver this season by a distinct margin. It is possible, but unlikely, that Bortoletto come the end of the Belgian round will be crowned the 2023 FI Formula 3 champion, as with a maximum of 78 points that one driver can achieve in the final two rounds, he would need to be more than 39 points ahead of the driver that is second after the feature race at Spa-Francorchamps in the championship. It seems like it will go into the final round in Italy, but given how others have faltered at certain points during the year, Bortoletto simply... And also, Bortoletto outscores every contender by at least four points in the weekend. And the title will be his when it all when it's all said and done. In my humble opinion, I think it's a I think it's a foregone conclusion that he will be the champion. But at the same time, anything can happen in the world of motorsport, and it usually does. The overtake of the round, in my opinion, has to go to. The overtake that Bortoletto made on Bedrin during the sprint race on the final lap of the race. The reason why I've chosen this overtake is that Bortoletto hunted Bedrin down throughout the entire lap and was extremely determined to make the overtake on him, of which after coming out of the penultimate corner, he had an amazing run from it. So then allowed for Bortoletto to make an incredible sweeping overtake around the outside going to the final corner, of which he made the move stick as he came out of the corner. Bortoletto didn't need to do that for his championship, given that he was already going to outscore Marty, who was second in the championship at that point in time, by quite a few points. But it proves that Bortoletto wasn't content with holding back on gaining a position unless it was physically impossible to have achieved, and as a result, it was a very bold and optimistic overtake to have been made by Bortoletto in the first place. But, most importantly, there was absolutely no contact made by either himself or Bedrin at any point in the sequence of the move, from when it was set up to when it was completed. To simply put it, it was a massively impressive overtake by Bortoletto in every sense. As always for me, thank you so very much for listening to The Next Generation, AF2 and F3 Podcast. And until the next episode in which it will be the preview of the Belgian round for the 2023 FI Formula 2 Championship. I wish you guys the absolute very best, and see you all next time.